Welcome to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show, home of the premier guides and capmel.com. There's lots of good eating fish out there. You don't have to be snacking down on carp anymore. Captain Jason Prieto, Neil Taylor, and Danny Guarino give you the latest fishing forecast to keep you dialed in on the fish. First of all, it shouldn't smell like fish. So get ready for an hour of learning, laughs, and a little bit of cutting up. You chose, as your topic, fish. Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show starts now. Now. This segment brought to you by Grizzly Coolers, coolers that are made to last a lifetime. For more information on Grizzly Coolers, check out their website at grizzlycoolers.com or visit a retailer near you. And welcome to another great episode of Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show with Sports Talk 1040. The team, myself, Captain Jason Prieto, is in the studios. Neil Taylor, the one, the only. The kayak assassin is in here. Then our special guest, we got Travis Yackel, the man. <laughs> The man with the master plan. Sometimes. We've got all kinds of good stuff going on here, Neil. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you know what's crazy is I keep looking at my phone and my calendar, and it says it's November, but I'm looking at the water temperature, and it's like it's end of September. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, I'm not complaining. Um, the weather's been nice. It's been really, really windy uh, this week. But, you know, we've had a cool front. I don't even know if i call it a cool front. I mean, it's a few degrees difference, brought a little bit of rain. But for the most part, it's it's been nice. You know, water's hovering in the upper 70s, and um, fishing's been good. I mean, it's been really good on the south shore. The bait's been fairly easy. We're dealing with some stronger tides this, earlier this week. But, uh, you know, bait's holding on the markers good. It's holding on the flats, holding everywhere. So it's it's really been good. Um, I don't know. It's been good. Neil, you've been fishing around more than I have. I've been fishing primarily the south shore. I have too. I've been uh, I've been moving it around, but I've I've been on the South Shore a lot. Fort DeSoto's had some decent action, but uh, there's just bigger fish down south. When you say down south, Miguel Bay, uh, Joe Island, Joe Island, yeah, I fished Joe some. I've been running north mostly. Uh, Joe's Island's been crowded this year. It's been kind of, uh, you know, not. It's been aggravating a little bit. I don't mind people fishing in there, but we've kind of got some theories on why they're fishing in there. It was busier a month ago, and the last co- I haven't been out there because the wind's been blowing. I don't go over there when the wind's blowing. But uh, you know, three- why? Well, let me ask: Why don't you go there? When the wind's blowing. Is it tough to fish? Well, the the hard the, you can go over and catch fish there when the wind's blowing, but launching from the rest area, that shallow sand right in front of the rest area, so it's sloppy. Oh, okay. It's a nasty launch for a kayak. I got you. Interesting. So learn something again. Just go on the other side, and you're yeah, always a, a little pick more a side out there. Yeah, that's what's nice about being there. Yeah, yeah. You know, Joe's uh, all the way up, and the Bishop's all great fishing. Just seems to be crowded this year. So I've been running north. I've been concentrating in, uh, up north a little bit, and um, it's been good. It, when I did run down the Joe's, though, I found good fish. We found. Matter of fact, last time I fished down there, I seen you down there. I think it was probably last week, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, I seen you, and then I swung back around because I was going to try to run around the back and actually sit down. And I seen you had your group of kayakers, so I kind of did a swing around back around the outside. But hey, uh, did you see? I did you see? I put a new PVC post up there on the corner. No, I didn't. Yeah. What'd you put that there for? Well, because there was one there for twenty years, and it finally broke off. But eight months ago oh really so i put a new one up didn't know that somebody probably ran it over <laughs> but uh it, it's uh 
It's just been kind of crowded down there. For Joe's is somewhere that's not really crowded. It's a really good area to fish, but so is Cockroach. And you know, Cockroach, you expect a little bit of traffic because of the access is a little bit better. Um, and, and 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 crowds are not a bad thing, but uh, the way it's kind of happened kind of sucks. But you know, it is what it is. I, I've been running north, and and the fishing up there has been really good. And and nobody fishes up north of uh, when I say north, Apollo Beach and the kitchen and. It's really hard to get access to. You really got to know where to put your, from kayak perspective. And uh, you really got to, you know, for me in the kitchen, I haven't fished the kitchen as that much the last week because we haven't had the real high tides. It's tough to fish down on low, low tides. Um, that water up there is super shallow. There is some pockets and holes, but you are kind of limited. But uh, Apollo Beach, the docks have been holding a ton of fish. And actually, I think with a cold front, a good cold front is actually going to make them docks more productive. I, I think right now we're we're dealing with some good fishing, but we're also dealing with uh, fish staying out on the flats, so actually moving out onto the yeah. flats and the outer flats versus going in the river systems and deep, deeper creeks. And it's it's all a matter of water temperature, and uh, I think that's a, a big uh, a big reason that why the fish are because I'm catching stuff where I would typically fish late April, early May. It is, you know, and I see the same thing. You know, you get people that say, oh, it's cold outside. I finally got to put a jacket on, this, that, and the other. And, you know, like just like you said, it all boils down to the water temp, you know. And so a lot of times when you see strange things going on that just seem kind of out of the norm, you know, you may be cold, but put your hand in the water and you go, man, it's actually not that bad. Right. You know, and, and that's kind of what I see is, you know, we look at we look at temperatures in a different way than, than obviously they do, and that's what's driving them. them. So, you know, you kind of got to follow the water temp as opposed to, you know, air temp or, you know, how cold you really are. So, uh, the big components to fishing in general in our area, and it's different in every other area in every other area. Um, but here in particular is water temperature, um, you know, fronts, barometric pressure and tides, three big things that you need to look at. Uh, the rest just kind of falls into place. If you can figure them three things out and and fish in this area, you're, you're going to be golden because, uh, fronts are going to predict when the fish bite uh, water temperature is going to tell you where they are based on water temperature and uh, the tides are going to tell you when to fish. So it's, it's really, you can, you can make a list 10 pages long of what to do, or you can knock it down to three simple things. Yeah. And it happens every year, you know, all it takes is to, to get on point for a year or two and you can kind of follow the pattern, you know, I mean, the fish, the fish are going to do the same thing just about every year. Here, you the, know? the problem that we're running into right now, Neil and it's probably benefiting you, is that we're hitting some of these winter low tides during the day. I love them. And they're yeah. negatives. Well, we can't. And but, uh, but my problem is these fish are moving out on the flats. But we can't get on the flats, you know, this past week. With the you, wind. You had a, a negative tide in mid middle of the day. With it, you know, and it's getting a little bit better. But so you got these fish stuck on the flats, but you can't get on the flats with a boat. So without, you know, being a dingbat. So... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, you know, we, we, we've been limited, but I tell you, when you do find the fish and the holes and, and, and stuff like that, it's been productive. Um, for me, the trout fishing has been excellent, uh, bar none excellent. We've been limiting out on trout every day, no real big ones, but we've been catching nice sized trout and, um, snook fishing has been pretty good. They're, they're moving around a lot too. The red fishing, if I run South, it's been decent. If I run North, it's been not too good. So, um, but the river systems is typically what I'm fishing this time of year, and I'm not in there that much. I'm hitting the very mouth of, of the little manatee, 
Um, I know the Alify is holding some fish in Palm River, but everything's going to be towards the mouse because it just the, it's not cold enough. What yeah. came on strong for me in the past two weeks is flounder. You guys were given good flounder reports, and I simply wasn't catching them like I did in 2014. The past two weeks of flounder fishing, we've ha- we haven't had a day where we haven't had a 20 inch fish. Wow! And we've had a bunch of 16, 17 inch flounder, which are those are dinner fish. Oh, flounders are. Yeah, and they, and they and the and they get big and they stay big too with a lot of this little bait that's up on the flat yeah. too. They love, especially when it, they get into getting ready to do their deal and they still got bait up there, and so it makes it a good time to flounder fish. Mm. Well, guys, next week we're gonna have Travis in here for two weeks straight. We get the uh, he, he's gonna uh, next week we're gonna be talking bucket grand fishing because you just got done doing the uh, flats masters and uh, had some pretty good redfish reports. Yeah, yeah, and, we did uh, pretty good, man. There's uh, you know it's. It's a comparable fishery, but on some level, it's not. Different. You know, it's it's different. You know, but Neil, uh, have you ever fished? We're we'll gonna talk about this on the next show. Have you ever fished Boca Grand? I have not actually fished Boca Grand, but I used to go down and fish at Placida. Yeah, same same yeah. concept. So, but I, I was doing backcountry stuff, but I never actually fished the pass. We'll talk about that next week. But uh, you would might actually try to kill somebody down there because I've seen the way they fish. <laughs> yeah, it's that's it's, not my thing. It's like just, there's a reason why I haven't fished there. I. That's it, too it, many people really jammed fishing. into one spot for Well, me. it's the way they fish doesn't coincide with kayakers, I don't think. Um, you know, here we, you know. You, you just about get ran over down there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just different. But uh, anyhow, that's going to be next week's show. We're going to talk about down fishing south in Boca Grande, Sarasota Bay, and all that. And because, uh, Travis, you've done, uh, you, you've done pretty well fishing down there. Yeah, we've been pretty fortunate the last, uh, you know, four, five, six years or whatever fishing a lot of the big circuit tournaments down there and uh it's a great place to fish yeah yeah for sure um guys don't forget official website of the radio show capmel.com it's a great um encyclopedia fishing encyclopedia is the best way i can say it forms great bunch of good information i know i personally put articles up there monthly um neil you're constantly busy updating it we've got a new site coming up a new uh, was it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're going to have the sites going to be in WordPress. Yeah. Right? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to upgrade it where I'm going to be able to do a lot more stuff with it. And, and that's going to be, that'll probably make it easier on you to update stuff. It will. And it'll make where all this stuff stands out again, because the way it is now, there's just not enough stuff featured. There's over 4,000 articles on that site. Are they going to be on a rotation basis? Yeah. They'll uh, be on a rotation basis and you know. I'm going to get more new articles that will be up there as feature stuff, and then they'll fall into each category. But everything will pop up over and over again, and people visiting the homepage are going to see different stuff that that's there. They're just not they're not clicking on it as much as they would be and will with this new site. And again, guys, that's catmel.com, official website of our radio show. Uh, we're going to take a little break, but don't forget, you can also check us out on Facebook.com/slash Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio. And our podcast, if you miss the show on Sundays, you can catch us anytime, any place. You have an internet connection, a phone, or a computer, even in your vehicle. Just go to facebook.com slash Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio. We'll have the podcast up there from every week. And on catmel.com on the forums page, we got up to six months of uh, podcast up there, I think. Yep. So, But right now, guys, we'll take a little break. We get back and we'll be talking more fishing with Neil and Captain Travis Yackel.
you never knew how much that muddy water meant to me. But I learned how to swim and I learned who I was. A lot about living in a little. Captain Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Canyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you'd like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584. Introducing Finn, the world's first situational spectra fiber fishing line with four different braids to choose from. Wind tamer for windy conditions and put an end to wind knots. Shock absorbing for more stretch on those big bites. Original PRT for overall power and performance. And the new Extra Smooth, the strongest, smoothest braid in the market. Get the world's first situational spectra braid. Fins. The tides and weather are brought to you by Werner Paddle. For decades, Werner Paddles have been handcrafted in the USA, making great paddles for kayak anglers. If you're looking for a new paddle, look to Werner and try one today, because a great fishing paddle is a great paddling paddle. Go to WernerPaddles.com to locate a dealer near you. Welcome back to another great episode of Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and Sports Talk 1040. The team, myself, Captain Jason Prieto, is in the studios. Neil Taylor. Here. Hanging loose. And the man of the hour, Captain <laughs> Travis Jagel. He's here. He <laughs> made it. <laughs> Travis is short, but when he gets in his tower and stands on the roof, he looks I'm as tall. tall as anybody, baby. <laughs> He's Mr. Sight Fisherman. But his wife's good looking. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I don't know how I got lucky, man. Yeah, you got to get them when they're young, man. That's good work. <laughs> yeah. Where did that come from, Neil? That was left field. I've never told it's him that. It's a great compliment. His, his, I appreciate his, it. His wife's a pretty lady. Well, that, And we just had a little baby, so yeah. there's another one. In the in the uh, yeah, you got a little girl. Yeah, man. You're like it's me. Been you can't a, make boys. Oh my gosh, man. Second one, you're doomed, bro. That's, I've already doomed you. I doomed you for college. You did, what man. You, I, I pretty much broke down his first year. I, I think Jason's got like one of the what are they, voodoo dolls, little baby voodoo <laughs> doll in his house, man. I said, oh, you wait till they start crying and pooping, and they're gonna have colic. Mm-hmm. Oh. Three days later, he's calling me. Goes. Man, I don't know what you did, but this kid's got colic, won't quit screaming. Oh, my goodness, man. I wouldn't change it for the world, though, you know? Oh, they're it's awesome. like, yeah, you know? Wait till they get about two and they start back talking, oh. and it's good. I just can't wait for her to go in and clean the, clean the boat, take her to get bait with me in the morning. Yeah. Make her clean the boat. That's the ba- tough. The Mommy back talking thing. The dock. That back talking thing doesn't end when they get older, by the way. Oh, oh yeah? Oh, you still do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Neil, you're mm. a character, man. Well, the tides, we got uh, 89, 89% moon today. Translate that into English. That means it was a full moon. <laughs> it was a full moon three days ago. So now we're getting away from the full moon. I thought we had a new moon. I'm all messed up. Well. I want a whole cycle off. Well, what week are we doing? Maybe I'm doing the wrong tides. This is this week. <laughs> <laughs> you are doing the wrong. I'm thinking there's no way I'm that far off. Oh. Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter what the tides are. You need to go fishing because because yeah, you can. Uh, we caught. We had trips where we caught more fish than we did on like three trips combined. Did we really just screw the tides up that bad? 
I don't think so. No. Listen. As long as we have the right you, Here's how you judge your tides. You look at the... If you can see barnacles on the pole, it's low tide or it's going out or it's going to... It might get a little lower, but it's pretty low. If you can see no brown on the trees, it's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hey, I have to say this. You know, people call me to book charters, Neil, and they... You know, they get all the, the guys that are like hardcore fishermen. They're like, I want the absolute best tide of this month. The prime, they want to go on the prime time. I'm like, man, you put me on the spot. I usually roll by the seat of my pants. Let's just book a day. When we get on the boat, you're going to ask me the tide. I'm going to kick my GPS on. I'll look at the tides and I'll adjust my trip based on what the tides are doing, what I caught the day before. And I do the best when I do that. The ones that are playing months in advance and they put all the pressure on me from the get-go. That's when you offer them a gift certificate to the meat market. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just, I'm not a planner. I like to roll by the seat of my pants. I end up on plan B or C more than I'm on plan A. Oh, yeah. You know, well, that fish by instinct, man. You know, I mean, that's why I named, you know, my company. But that's how I roll, man. Same deal, you know. You don't know. It's a, still a forecast, you know. Yeah. You don't we, know. We may sound like we know what we're talking about on here. Oh, but we're, yeah. we're taking an educated guess. Oh, 100%. But, you know, it, it's all good. That's Educated, just, though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or un- uneducated sometimes. You got to like when you, you know, when you give somebody the, and I've said this on the air before, the best thing I ever heard, Neil, is the guy say, what do you think about the weather? I said, well, you know, you've looked outside. It looks pretty bad. I said, well, did you, did you? He goes, yeah, we looked at the weather. I said, well, then you've seen what i seen. He goes, Oh, I thought you guys looked at a different report. I'm like, uh, no. I'm like, what What do we got, a crystal ball we rub and it gives us the real weather? No, it's, uh, yeah, we watch Channel 8 and Bay News 9 and we listen to their baloney and somehow or another they always suck me into believing it when it's wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, And this time of year, you know, it's it's really a it's really a coin toss when we get these winds, We get, especially with these north winds coming in, north, northwest, northeast, and, and an outgoing tide. It may call for a half a foot, and you could be sitting on a negative before you know it. Oh, yeah. You know, and then you go, well, oh, we could plan a trip at 130. we got this great incoming tide, and it's blowing 20 out of the north. You can forget that, you know. And so uh, it's a, that's a tough call, especially, you know, when you, you get you can't predict weather. You, you, the tides are predicted for, I can tell you what the tide's supposed to be in four years from now. But that could but vary by two feet. Exactly. You Depending know, it, all it takes is a, a weather, you know, and a little system that comes through, and it's a completely different game neil negative tides you like them better this time of year i do um i like that they're early in the day for the most part you're gonna find your your big negative tides between sunrise and usually 11 a.m your higher tides are typically running at night yep and summertime you know it's the opposite you'll get those big low tides at sunset but uh i like them i have all these spots where the fishing on the big negative low tides is easy for me there's spots I go to you can't get into there for three or four hours right. into we were, an incoming tide. We were talking about it on the first segment. It's like, you know, these low tides that we have with these fish pushed out further on the out in the flats. Captain Stuart Ames would be about hundred and fifty yards away from me. Flicking you off saying, I wanna would, get in there. I've got my people, rods bent with twenty six, twenty seven inch trout on every other cast, and Stuart's over there and you can hear his voice saying that son of a gun, we still can't get in there for two hours. And and so sometimes... And he's wrecking them. <laughs> sometimes he'll let people out of the boat because they can walk across that. It's muddy, but they yeah. can walk across and catch them. But uh, that's the advantage of the kayak. Access yeah. to water other people can't get to. Yeah, the advantage of the boat is we can crank up and go somewhere else a little further away if need be. Or, But it, it does cause... Uh, 
You know, but it's like when you got these low tides, it's like fishing out of a, a fishbowl. You're knocking all the fish in the hole. If you can get to the hole or, or, you know, play the tides right and get in there, uh, as soon as that bite turns on, we, we did that, uh, last week, you know, I, I got, uh, we had caught quite a few trout and I said, let's get to see if we can get on the flats. And I eased in and, and I knew in a little cockroach, if I could get across that sandbar, I was golden. And we literally like, I hit one little section. I felt the bottom of my boat. Just, I was idling in just kind of bump off the bar. I felt it just kind of bumping and we got across it, got in there and when there's a deep hole on the front side over there and we caught fish after fish for like an hour and a half, I wasn't even chumming what it was. All them fish were just dropped in them holes. Um, the key is though, is just getting into them holes. Mm-hmm. That that's the, that's the, the, uh, the big question. Uh, now, Neil, let me ask you this. We, we were talking about, we've got all this bait and everything's kind of like still in late summer mode with bait. Is that affecting the artificial bite? Are you no. catching less fish? Not at all. The artificial bite has been easy. It's been Does that good. surprise you? Because that surprises me a little bit. No, I've never... I always thought lures stand out enough where even if there's a ton of bait, the fish will see a lure and they'll attack a lure. They're more likely to eat a lure than they are one of those bait fish. On a reaction strike. Yeah. It looks different than the bait fish. I think the lures work pretty well. Um, the water's not hot anymore, so... Um, you may, when the water's hottest, you may do better on a live bait because you, the live bait's swimming around in a, in a more localized area where the lures, you're swimming it through an area and they may not pursue and eat the lure. You've got to have a somewhat hot. hungrier, aggressive fish on an artificial yeah. um, because it's coming through the column faster. It's a faster retrieve where, like you said, a bait is swimming around but that hook or cork is basically holding holding them in that spot yeah it's staying in front of their faces longer so yeah just different just uh just a different approach and and uh but you're right you know it's i you know i would think that the artificial bite be a little harder with all the bait that's hanging around to be honest with you you know we need one good cold front Mm -hmm. i mean it's gonna suck but it's gonna make it better i think it'll clean some of this bait up a little bit it's gonna push push it deep push these fish into places where they should be yeah, where we normally would fish in this time of year. What I, and I'll tell you, we're going to talk about uh, this in the backside of the braid about snook and, and this warm weather because I'm a little concerned on as far out as they're getting. If we get hit whacked with a really, really big cold front, that I hope we don't lose fish. But we're going to talk about that. I think that they're one. close enough, though. I think you're right. I think you are. But it, it is. It always concerns me after the kill of 2010. Yeah. I always look at this stuff and, and uh, you know, try to. Obviously, there's nothing you can do about it, but you always wonder. But anyhow, guys, we'll take a little break. We get back. We'll talk more fishing with Captain Travis Yakel and Neil Taylor. You listen to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio on Sports when Talk 1040 the team. That door tonight, yeah, I'm going to miss her. Oh, I've got a
Designed by professional guides with four characteristics that all high-end fishing rods have. Durability, sensitivity, stability, and value. Built to use under all fishing conditions that every angler faces, there is no rod that covers more of your fishing needs. Ohiro Series rods include gold, platinum, signature, specialty kayak, and tournament rods. A rod for every angler. Whether you're a recreational angler, guide, or tournament professional, they have a rod that will be as versatile as your fishing conditions. Find Ohiro rods at many of your favorite tackle shops, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or www.justforfishing.com. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and I have a new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated dry chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats, M80 Chum is always on my boat. If you are interested in purchasing some M80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.m80marineproducts.com. Precision Tackle manufactures the best performance floats on the market today. The Cajun Thunder, Back Bay, and Blue Water Thunder all offer quality floats that is the industry's first weighted surface disturbance corks with a noise attracting click. No gimmicks, just a quality float that delivers trip after trip. Take it from me, Captain Jason Prieto. These floats will put more fish on the boat. From the original Cajun Thunder to the all-new Back Bay Thunder, you will catch more fish. You can pick one up at Tampa Fishing Outfitters or other retailers near you. Captain Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Canyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you would like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alify Marine. Alify Marine is a full-service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. They are also a dealer for all Weld and StarCraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, they have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all PowerPole products to keep your PowerPole in good working condition. Alify Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT. Ohiro Braided Line is the only gel-spun fiber line that comes in four colors, including our multicolor braid, which changes every 10 yards for trolling and deep dropping. Ohiro Braided Line is not only the thinnest line in the fishing industry, but also ranks as the highest in abrasion resistance, using the highest and latest technology. Ohiro Braid will cast further and last longer. It comes in many spool sizes from 150 yards to bulk size. Very importantly, with great prices. You can find Ohiro Braided Line at many of your favorite tackle shops, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or online at justforfishing.com. And now it's time for the Come On Man! Sponsored by Foy's Tire Service. If you need to get some new tires on your truck, car, or even your boat, just give Foy's Tire Service a call at 813-241-4017. And we're back, segment three of the show. We have Captain Travis Yakel in the studio. Always good to have Travis. Captain Jason Prieto. Yes, sir. Here. And myself, Neil Taylor. Well, now we got the come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. I, you know, I got a come on, man. And I know we got some Yankees, Snowbirds probably listening, but man, they got to get out the pontoon boats on the South Shore. 
And they got to quit trolling in shallow water. They got to quit driving 30 miles per hour on I-275. There's a lot of things. We, we have a whole list <laughs> they of just gotta They just got to quit. They just got to quit. They just got to croak. <laughs> no, that was mean. Uh, you know, guys, trolling up north works a lot better than it does here. If you're in three foot of water, you might catch some fish, but I don't know. I Trolling to me is just not fishing. Yeah, unless you're, you know, in the Keys on, a, on an offshore boat. You know, it's still not fishing. Leave it at like, the house. I mean, now there are times, you know, I'll get out in the channel and I'll troll for a group or I'll troll for some kingfish or maybe I'm not Spanish saying it's Max, not productive. But not in the river. It's, it's, <laughs> well, actually, them guys catch really big snook on them bomber plugs trolling. Really? But it's really... Oh, I've, never, I've never seen I've them. I've never done it, but no. If you talk to the old timers... It works. Like now, we used to figure eight around the bridges when I was a kid. The you know, same that's, deal. You know, that's that's a definitely a, a... Oh, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying it's not fishing. Yeah. What, oh, I'm, what I feel of, you, brother. You know, the, what kind of uh, technique or, or what... I mean, you're doing nothing but running a motor until the rod bends. Really. I feel you. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I don't like trolling for grouper in the bay. Very productive. No Absolutely. doubt about it. It works. Stretch yeah. 30, stretch 20 plus. Oh, yeah. Uh, using planters. It works, but... I just don't like doing it if I can't fish for it. Especially out of a pontoon boat. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, if you had the grill set up, a little cooler full of beer, some burgers and hot dogs, you know, and just take turns at the That's back of the boat. That's like I'd rather stay home and watch football. <laughs> Have an ice cold babe in this hand and a hot drink in this one. <laughs> I think I might be in the wrong charter boat, man. Well, now that I'm thinking about it. Speaking of the come couple on, rib, Couple ribeyes in the bag. You just created another come on, man, for me. Have you seen the guy in his come on, man? Got a full-blown pontoon boat <laughs> with a half tower on it. I'm, not, I'm talking a nice half tower. Have you seen it? On I, haven't seen it. I haven't and seen it. And he's got a garbage can for a live well. I mean, it probably works great because pontoon boats run they, shallow. They, they run pretty shallow. They float pretty shallow, too. He's got like, I'm talking like a half tower, legit. There was a there. there was a pontoon boat we used to fish down in Pond Island. And a uh, school redfish would get underneath it. It was an abandoned deer lick boat. Yeah. And you could ping the side of the pontoon, and they'd come out and hammer it. For like six months, we were whacking them. That's and hilarious. They, and they moved it. <laughs> and there they fish went. Can't find them. Yeah, but the, the pontoon boat with the half trout, that's got to be the come on, man. But, hey, you know what? It's a good fishing machine. He makes it work. But he's probably one of the few pontoon guys that can actually fish. He probably rocks it, man. Probably ought to start following him around. Uh, yeah, well, it ain't <laughs> like I can't catch him. One thing about pontoons, they're not fast. I hear you. But, anyhow, you know, it's uh, – and, again, guys, we're talking with Captain Travis Yackel and Neil Taylor, as always, is in here. And we're talking Tampa Bay fishing next – Next week's show, Travis, you're going to be here. We're going to be talking a little bit about Boca Grande. We're going to talk Tampa cool. Bay and Boca Grande. Uh, we're going to talk about the similarities, and they're similar, but they're a lot different. They the are. The techniques oh, yeah. that you fish are different. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about Louisiana fishing because you do quite a yeah, bit of that, yeah, too. Yeah, we can talk about whatever we want, man. And uh, we're going to mix it up next week on that show, so that's going to be a great show. But, you know, we're, we're talking about the extreme warm weather we have right now and, and how the adjustments as an angler that you need to make to catch fish and again like we said on the backs of the break you've really got to look at that water temperature and make your adjustment on where you're going to go and base that on logs when you look at your log you're not going to look at november's log for a long i can't remember the last time it was this warm i think we're in records um this has been the year for records uh we most had, of the month so far has been a record temperature and mm -hmm. then we had what record rain record almost? rain too since i think one of those went back to like the 50s yeah they were, uh, they it were, was, we were you know getting up there close to some 50s records so. so far this year has been the best 
spring and fall I've ever been. I had a great spring. Fall's been really good to us. You know, like I said, I was off a little bit with the baby, but uh, you know, the the trips that I've ran and the fishing that I've done has been excellent, man. Well, it's we didn't have a lot of cold fronts in March this year, which was great. Right. And, and of course, April was good and May was good. So the only thing we really had is a bad summer with rain. Um, yeah, and I mean, shoot, I mean, even with the rain, we tarpon fished. We had a great late season tarpon bite. Yeah, that worked great. I mean, so you where, where that, it fell short, we kind of made it up with other things that that uh, we weren't so fortunate with in years past. So it worked out good. Yeah, it was it was a you know the summer was one to forget, but the rest of the year's been good, really. I mean, it, and we really needed that. You know, I think with the snook and all that. And speaking speaking of snook, and and Neil, I, I know you've got some input on this. You know, we've seen these fish moving out to, you know, late spring, uh, early fall spots. And I have a little concern. It's like, man, are these snook pushing out too far? Because they're doing it based on water temperature. And you always wonder, you know, if we get hit with a really, really, really cold, uh, you know, cold fronts, if we get two or three in a row. That's always a risk. The worst thing that's happening with snook, you know, six years recovery time since the freeze we finally had fish back in the slot, and because the state opened up to harvest, we we're losing those fish daily. Yeah. There are people that are keeping them, and this is exactly what we warned them against. This is why it needed to stay closed for another few years. These fish should have been protect, protected to adulthood. And a lot of these people don't know. They're younger, they're newer to fishing than you and I are, and they're killing these fish, and they're killing my future. I still don't take snook trips. Mm-hmm. Most of the places I go, there aren't any. Well, the other I'll, places where I go, the numbers that are there aren't anything to be that excited about. It's the, not. The numbers on the South Shore are pretty good as far as juvenile snook. I think they've done a decent job with it. I really wish they didn't open it, but you know, it is what it is. What will end up happening is the slot will get fished out. But like I was saying, my concern is that these fish are pushing so far out. I just hope that we get a gradual winter. I think this winter, it's an El Nino year. It, that means more severe weather, but we probably will not have the cold weather. I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's most likely if it matches what other powerful El Nino years are like. We're going to see a lot of tornadoes. We're going to see an above-average amount of rain, but temperature-wise, it should be, not be that cold. Well, I'll tell you, Neil, remember when we had the kill in 2010, right before that serious cold, we had serious warm, and yep. that was some of the issue. Mm-hmm. so uh, you always want to remind people to remember that there's not a whole lot you can do about it but keep that in mind you know and there's one thing that we can't control is weather we just have to whether it's running charters or trying to protect species there's not you can't really do a whole lot about it but um just i'm seeing these fish push out of out quite a bit uh i will say this i'll go on a limb and say on the snook the juveniles are doing really good. I think we're doing good. I think what you're going to see at worst, based on what you're saying, Neil, is I think you're going to see the slot get fished out. Yeah, and that's what I think too. And and I, that happened prior to the kill, but I don't think that we have as many big snook as we used to. I think we lost. So I, I think that overall what you're saying makes sense because if you're killing the slots and you don't have them 40 to 36-inch fish like you used to, well, you're I mean, not going to got- have... We've also got a red tide tide looming out there that's strong enough. If that moves inside the bay, that's going to hit the area where the most snook are. Yeah, and you know that kind of concerns me too because we had oh five we had that bad red tide. It mm-hmm. started in the winter. 
Yeah. So that's something. Yeah. We just need to go like five years with no catastrophes. <laughs> I mean, 2005 to 2010, we've seen the worst red tide we ever had. And we also seen the one of the worst snook kills we have ever had. And within five years, you're dealing with, and somehow or another, you know, and I've put thanks out to a lot of these, uh, you know, Tampa Bay Watch and, and a lot of these people that are doing the re-nourishment systems are, I think our species have rebounded well because of the seagrass uh, growing and, and the oyster bars and all the beds they put out there. This is all nursery for fish. Mm-hmm. So I think it's helping revive everything, but you always have to watch out for this stuff, but we really need like, we need like four or five years of like just normal, yeah, normal pattern. Another one of those is Moot Marine. You know, I, I, I can't talk enough about those folks and what they do for our fishery and just for there are best science people in, in the state and, you know i always tell you know people always ask me stuff about you know we fish a lot around port manatee and that it kind of always comes up and i always end up talking about the redfish program and some other things out there and um you know i get oddly enough i get quite a few people that are actually interested in going to volunteer and do different things and yeah that's the one thing too you know is even if you're not an, an avid fisherman or if you're not you know out there every day there's a lot you can do if you're not on the water just to help you know uh, and research and, and keeping things alive. And, and Moat Marine's one of those places, a great outlet for somebody, even for high school or, you know, college students. I think they have a, a community service programs and mm-hmm. things like that. And so, you know, while we're kind of on that topic, that's a great place to go, not only help, but get educated. You know, uh, I don't know all the science behind it, but those are, that's a group of people that do, you know, and they do a great job at, at uh, helping our resource and keeping everybody educated. So that's something I would definitely recommend to go check out if you you know got any got any questions about anything yeah it's absolutely the you know companies like that have, have started some nursery programs and, and the farm raised deal and they've done really well with it um guys want to take a little break we get back we'll be talking more fishing don't forget you can find us on facebook slash tampa fishing outfitters radio we got our podcast up there every week or you can go to our official website of the radio show catmel.com and you can go to the forms page sign up you can shoot your fish pictures you can Tell your fish stories. You can click on our podcast. You can do all kinds of stuff on catmel.com. We're going to take a little break. We get back. We're talking more fishing. This is Captain Danny Garino. One of the questions asked of a live bait fishing guide is what should I use to chum up live bait? The answer is Perina 45, and Smelt Feed and Pet Supply carries it. It's cheaper and better than making it yourself. Smelt Feed and Pet Supply is conveniently located in Tampa at 4116 East 7th Avenue. Just ask for the bait chum that all the fishing guides use. Smelt Feed and Pet Supply, 248 2359 or you can visit them on the web at smeltfeed.com. Fishing Supply Liquidators, where your fishing dollar goes further. Over 500,000 top brand name rods 
reels, lures, and frozen bait at crazy low prices. Open seven days a week, we teach people how to catch fish and back up our sales with professional and courteous service, rod and reel repair, and support. We can custom order any fishing tackle item that we don't stock. We are located at the Oldsmar Flea Market. Come on in. Are you looking for high performance and top quality fishing gear that will hold up under the toughest of fishing conditions? Then check out the O'Hara lineup of fishing products now available at your local tackle retailer or online at O'HaraFishing.com. Choose from a wide variety of rods, reels, lines, tools, and accessories to help you get the job done next time you're reeling in the big one. O'Hara, conquering the fishing world one cast at a time. 12 Fathom Saltwater Series Lures, top quality soft plastic baits. The line of 12 Fathom Lures are designed to trick all species and are available in the most productive colors. Visit their website, 12fathom.com. Use the Lures Pros Throw, 12 Fathom Lures, and catch more fish. Make them an offer they can't refuse with 12 Fathom Lures. The old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, holds true for your vehicle's health as well as your personal health. The experienced technicians at At Home Auto Care perform a free safety inspection with any maintenance or repair service, allowing them to spot a minor problem before it turns into an expensive breakdown. All repairs are guaranteed at At Home Auto Care. At Home Auto Care, 2003 South U.S. Highway 41 in Ruskin, Florida. Call 813-645-0339 to schedule your vehicle for an appointment today. This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. We will keep you dialed in on what's biting on Tampa Bay. Captain Danny Guerrero here. DOA Lures has done it again. Captain Mark Nichols of DOA Lures has introduced his newest creation. DOA Airhead. It will bring fish out of any hiding place. DOA Lures, the unfair advantage. Innovators, not followers. Check them out at the local tackle store or on the web at doalures.com. This is Neil Taylor with CaptainMel.com, Florida's number one fishing website founded by Captain Mel Berman. Your one stop for all your online fishing needs. C-A-P-M-E-L dot com. Again, that's capmel dot com. One of fish was one of the hosts of the Tampa Fishing Outfitters radio show. All you have to do is give us a call. 813-373-2610. And now it's time for the Captain's Tip of the Week. This segment brought to you by PowerPole's Shallow Water Anchors. Swift, silent, and secure. For more information, go to PowerPole.com. And welcome back to our last segment of the show. And this is the captain's tip of the week. I can't do it because I'm not a captain. <laughs> well, this is the guide's tip of the week. How about that one? There you go. Oh. Pulling technicalities. Trying to get out of stuff over here. Man, I didn't see you last week, Neil. Now you're trying to get out of the the guide's tip of the week. I'll be, change it. I'll be quiet now. Oh, okay. I got a tip of the week. Um, these fish are eating almost all lures. Um you throw your topwater lures early in the day. You're going to catch your biggest trout of the day on topwater lures the first two hours after sunrise. Switch to the lures. Have the mullet tail, have the buzz tail, and have the slam R all available. 
Um, they're all going to fish very well and catch fish. There's going to be days where the buzztail outfishes the other two. There's going to be days that the slam R outfishes the other two. There's going to be days where the mullet, and these days are limited, that little mullet paddle tail, that's what we caught almost all the flounder on, that one really, really big flounder day I told you about. As soon as the bait fish thins out, the mullet tail will not be your number one go-to plastic tail. But to have a variety of those lures, and you're going to catch fish on all of them, but mix it around and see which one they like the best. That's a great tip of the week. Mm-hmm. Travis, you got one? Uh, yeah, I would. I've, I've probably got a handful of them, but um, a handful. Well, you yeah, have ten minutes. Yeah, here, man. Jeez. I mean, you know, it's don't it's, hold the whole show. It's the Travis it's, show. It's, <laughs> there's just so much going on right now. It's you know, this is my favorite. I'm a low tide fisherman. I'm a sight fisherman by heart. You know, redfish. Shortest guy in the room is a sight fisherman. Now that's funny. <laughs> well, they make things for that. They make things for that. But um, I would say, you know, don't stray away from the low tides. I would say if you like catching redfish this time of year, find a grass flat. Um, get up, buy some good sand hole potholes. And on that low tide, you know, get up there and, and look for these tail tailing fish. This time of year, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of tailing fish. People say there's not tailing fish. Schools of fish in, in Tampa Bay, and I strongly, strongly disagree with you. It's They're not as, as obvious as you might think they are. But what I would say is... Uh, uh, study mullet patterns. If you want to find some good schools of redfish, follow mullet patterns. And I'm not saying follow the mullet, but watch what the pattern of the mullet do between the tide. And the redfish generally will follow that pattern. Do if you guys not, think that we have the biggest population of mullet right now? We have a have giant population. Of I've mullet. never seen um, mullet this size or in this number. Yeah. It's there. This is the most mullet I have ever seen in my yeah, life. I would agree, and um, that's kind of where I was going with the whole thing. Is it's it's actually really easy this time of year uh, to see those mullet schools. You'll actually watch on a high tide. You'll actually watch the mullet flip up around the bushes. As the tide starts going out, you can actually follow those mullet, and they will work their way off the troughs in the bushes, out to the bars, and generally within, I'd say, 100 yards plus or minus of those fish is where your game fish are going to be. And uh, that's just my experience, you know, sight fishing, redfish, and even these snook, these snooker, some of these bigger snooker coming up and laying in these pockets, these outgoing pockets, and, you know, feeding as this as these mullet and these small bait fish come out and are dumped out on these on these uh, strong outgoing tides, especially with the north winds. Right. Um, and so that would be my tip of the week is don't stray away from low tide fishing. Don't be afraid to get up in there and, and you know, uh, set your boat down on a, you know, don't harm any grass flats, but to sit in a spot and maybe investigate and watch and see what's going on. You can always learn more by putting your rod down for five or ten minutes and watch what the fish are doing uh, and study that pattern and kind of, you know, uh, work your fish and angle around what the fish are actually doing and try to force oh well they should be here they should be there you know follow what they're doing they're going to show you you know where they're at and captain travis can take you out and teach you so travis give everyone your phone number in case someone wants to book a trip with you yeah absolutely um you know i fish with with uh danny uh jason and all these guys down on the south shore um they my company's instinct fishing company and you can get a hold of me on my cell phone it's uh 813 813- Eight three zero three four seven four, or you can check out my website. That's uh, www.fishbyinstinct.com, and uh, I'm available seven days a week, full time fishing guide. So if uh, if you're interested in getting out, you know, give us a call or give any of us a call, and we can get you out and uh, put a good day on the water. Awesome, absolutely. So what's your uh, tip of the week there, Chief? 
Follow Travis. <laughs> <laughs> His was long, mine short. No. Uh, my tip of the week is is we've been talking about the, the temperature and the abnormal temperatures we've had. Uh, pay, pay attention to the conditions, not the month. I think that's key right now. Um, and, and know what to do with them conditions. If you're dealing with um, warmer conditions, be able to say, okay, I got 78 degree water temperature. Know where to go based on that water temperature. Know where the fish, you're not going to know exactly where the fish are, but have a educated idea of where to start and base it off of that. And trust me, it sounds fairly easy and, and don't think we've got it written in stone because all three of us will tell you that there's days that we do that and it doesn't work based on the moon or, or, or uh, you know, <clears throat> or the new, the, if you got a newer full moon, things are going to jump around it. You know, things, fish move. They, I had an old mullet guy tell me that was about 600 redfish over there. I said, yeah, I went over there the next day. He goes, yeah, they got tails. They do swim. That's I, right. Especially redfish. Yeah. Uh, snook are a little more predictable because they're ambush feeders, trout are, Kind of in the same. They'll move around in schools, but the redfish are, are a little more tidal. Yeah, they they base on tide and timing, and 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 you really got to bring your patience to the table with with tarpon and redfish. I think tarpon being one, redfish being number two. Yeah. Um, difference between tarpon and redfish is uh, redfish you can usually get to eat, mm-hmm. not unless they're overfished. Tarpon, uh, I better bring your patience. That's all I can tell you because yeah, they make me want to throw. Shoot, man. Yeah, they they make me want to throw stuff in the water at times. <laughs> Um, for sure, but that's that's definitely the captain's tip of the week. <clears throat> um, guys, like to put a big thanks out to Alify Marine. Got the motor over there. Got the new boat this past week. It's been kind of sweet giving, ride, man. Sweet yeah, ride. I like it, man. Been giving it the shakedown. Got the Kevlar hull. Um, kind of playing with propping because we're running the, the fuel tanks forward with the Kevlar. But uh, you know, went down there last Monday. Uh, left about 10 o'clock. I was going to go that Thursday, but, uh, was able to shift my schedule around and they got it wrapped up and, uh, man, I put it on the back of the truck. We got there about four by five. I was heading back home, got home nine thirty at night, threw my stuff and it ran a charter the next day. Not one problem. So, um, an Alpha Marine did the service on the motor, got everything up and running. I tell you what, you know, especially on the South there's not a whole lot of, there's some smaller places, um, as far as dealerships, I think they're the only one around over there. Yeah, and, mm. and and good folks, you know, great to deal with on top of it, smart. Yeah, you done. walk in there and talk to, to Beagle or you talk to Jesse's the service manager, man. He'll bend over backwards for you. Jesse's been around the block. He's been over at Keith's for 20 years. I met years. a girl that would bend over backwards for me. Well, <laughs> Neil, God, you always have to take it to that level. <laughs> What? And she'd service his he, lower he, unit. We're talking about <laughs> engines and outboards, and he's like, it's just kind of like when you start talking about Warner Paddle. I really don't know what to say, so I just kind of come up with something crazy. So I guess I can relate. She's a very fine girl. <laughs> what are you going to do? Dedicated. Ded- I would say. I would say. Anyhow, just wanted to, to say thanks to them guys, Canyon Bay, for getting the boat together, doing a great job on it, and uh, Alify Marine, them guys over there are golden. They keep me on the water. And I, I promise you, they can keep me and Travis on the water and running. Uh, they'll keep anybody because we come Absolutely. in there. We're always in a pinch and need stuff yesterday. And uh, I know you've been in a pinch over there. Talk to Jesse's taking yeah, care he's, of Yeah, he's sure. done. He, they've done some great stuff for me. You know, I'm still running a little bit older motor, just kind of pushing through and, 
have done a great job at keeping it going and keeping me on the water. So I got nothing but uh, good things to say about those folks. Yeah, we're going to get you a mercury on the back. Uh, of that. I feel you, brother. <laughs> we're going to get you a mercury on the back of that. Thanks. <laughs> you won't be in the shop so much. I know it, man. <laughs> it's, I'm going to uh, catch some flack over I, that. I, one. I think they, I think they put a timer in that thing about every four months, and it just. It goes off, and I got to go in there. I think he just pulls a, a switch or something in there, and well, we're good you're to go. a hardcore fisherman, Travis. Now <laughs> cleaning the boat comes second. I've seen it. Okay, my boy catch fish, but now it, the, the cleaning the boat. If it's lady, you know, you might hey, wait you a know, couple days. It, it gets cleaned. Well, guys, we got uh, about two minutes left. Travis, give your information out, and again, you're going to be on the show next. We're going to be talking a little bit about Boca Grande, Louisiana fishing. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, again, my name's Captain Travis Yakel. I'm here on the South Shore, and uh, you can get a hold of me on my cell phone. It's eight one three eight three zero three four seven four or you can uh, shoot me an email or, or check up on the website at uh, www.fishbyinstinct.com and again guys if you want to get a hold of travis you can get him direct or you can try if you want to get a hold do a charter with me do a guided kayak trip with neil you can get a hold of us of our premier guides number 813-373-2610 and uh Get a hold of us if you're looking to do a charter, has some information. We also got some advertising slots on the show available if you'd like to get your business. Don't wait recognized. too long because we may fill those up. Yeah, we've got Smith on the hook. Uh, actually, we're going to talk a little bit next week about uh, South Shore Outfitters, new company. Travis's wife is uh, got Optical a new Outfitters. Or yeah. Optical. What did yeah, I say? South yeah, Shore. Yeah. We just renamed it. Yeah, that's cool. We, I like it. <laughs> it's got a optical good ring. Optical Outfitters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said the wrong name, but I'm going to talk a little bit about that coming. You guys might actually be doing some stuff with us on radio. Yeah, so. absolutely, man. Well, guys, it's been nice talking to you. Go out there, catch some fish, and tight lines. Precision Tackle offers a variety of spoons and spinner baits that are superior to any others on the market today. The Flats Intruder Wheelie Spoons are offered in 8th ounce, quarter ounce, and half ounce sizes and come in gold, silver, copper, and black. Precision Tackle also offers the Thunder Spin, Cajun Flash, and Stalker Spinner Baits. These baits are made to perform flawlessly in salt water and catch plenty of trout, redfish, flounder, and mackerel. This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. We will keep you dialed in on what's biting on Tampa Bay. Want to catch more fish? Try O'Hero's 100% fluorocarbon leader. It's by far the most invisible fluorocarbon on the market today, with superior abrasion resistance to meet any rugged saltwater conditions. O'Hero fluorocarbon leader is easy to tie and comes in all strengths to fit every angler's needs. Used by many tournament anglers and charter boat captains, O'Hero fluorocarbon leader should be in your tackle box. See them at www.justforfishing.com, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or any of your major tackle shops. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alify Marine. Alify Marine is a full-service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. 
They are also a dealer for all Weld and StarCraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, they have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all PowerPool products to keep your PowerPool in good working condition. Alify Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and I have a new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated dry chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats, M80 Chum is always on my boat. If you're interested in purchasing some M80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.m80marineproducts.com. This is kind of a great thing, and I'll tell you why. Your home for NBC Sports. The new Sports Talk 1040, the team, and SportsTalkFlorida.com.